Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Man with Hats podcast, where we don't talk about the band Man with Hats. <laughs> I'm Man with Fedora. I'm joined with Man with Shorter Brim Fedora, and Man with, with No Fedora. With no Fedora. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to Paper Movies. We're back. I don't know what season this is. Four. Season four. I can't it's believe it. Season four. Season, season of sequels, yeah. Season of sequels. This time, this whole season, we're tackling sequels to things we've done the last couple seasons. And to start off the season, we have Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade by Rob McGregor. All right. So, Last Crusade is about... Indiana Jones trying to find his father, who's gone missing, on a quest to find the Holy Grail. Can he trust anyone? Well, you'll have to find out. <laughs> so this was the big, like, playing it safe movie. Because Temple of Doom, although it made a bunch of money, it upset parents, and it upset critics. So, he played it safe. Doubled up on the comedy, and you know you picked a safe thing like the Holy Grail, something everyone knows about, to go after. And of course, we brought back the Nazis. You know, a lot of, a lot of interesting safe things are in this, and I can't stress that enough. This is a safe <laughs> Nazis safe. <laughs> you could say the studio. <laughs> chose wisely <laughs> <laughs> yeah. although not so much with the special effects yeah that's true <laughs> there's some very bad cgi in Masters that did not age well especially in 4k but um this was sort of an interesting one this is the only novelist indiana jones novelization where the author wrote other indiana jones books mm-hmm so Rob McGregor went on to write technically five more Indiana Jones books, although four were published. And um, Rob McGregor, I like him as an author, and I don't with some of his things. And I'll, I'll explain. Hmm. He has, he really gets the indie character down. And he can write an engaging story, but he rushes all of his endings. Well, I've read the first two of his indie novels, which are prequels. I've read Peril of Delphi and Dance of Giants, and they both have very, very rushed endings. Adams read Peril of Delphi and would probably agree with me there. Um, yeah, but Ron McGregor's the like really only one of these authors that's for like all four novelizations that really adds a lot to the story. Even things that weren't even scripted, he just adds on, sort of makes it his own, changes out dialogue. Yeah. I remember like uh, when it goes from the, uh, uh, the flashback from when Indy was a kid mm -hmm. and, um, to the present where he's stealing the uh the cross of cordova ah! like there was that there was like a what was it called again i'm sorry the cross of coronado 
Granada. What did I say? <laughs> Ignore that. <laughs> but anyway, he's stealing the cross. <laughs> anyway, that's that's a good way to kick off the season. Um, he uh, he it, it flashes back to the present where he's stealing that cross again. And but in the novelization, there was like you know a few. It was like an extended scene, but like in the movie, it just immediately cuts to him being like captured again. Yeah, it goes from him getting the fedora to being punched in the face. Well, I think okay. Let's start. We're gonna go from the beginning, right, with this novelization. Yeah, we, we get a lot of the same stuff that we see in the film, but the chase, which to me is actually the most boring part of the film was the the flashbacks like the introduction um i mean it was kind of neat but still the most boring in my opinion and that the uh, when he's fleeing from the bad guys the quote bad guys that had the uh, as adam would say the cross of colorado right <laughs> the cross of right, colorado that they're <laughs> Utah. <laughs> But there's like this huge chase scene that uh, they wind up on a train. Like the circus yeah, is in town. Train. I do like that the in the novelization, the, one of the kids references, like instead of out there tr hunting for treasure, they're like, oh man, the circus is going to be in town. Shouldn't we go like hang around town for the circus? <laughs> and then we get the train with all the circus animals and everything yeah. on it. So yeah. uh, I thought it drug out a little bit too long in the book. Yeah. Well, there's, a, there's added things like, um, Indy runs into all the circus freaks. The, yeah. The 400 pound human marshmallow. Mm -hmm. Bearded lady, all that sort of thing. Yeah. I did like that. It kind of gave us like, not just in the novelization of the film, but it gave us like the origin of Indy's hatred towards snakes, which was kind of funny. Cause like three seconds earlier in the film, like he picks up a snake, like it's nothing, but I guess all it mm -hmm. took was just falling into a, like a tub full of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the in the book, he's like he nearly drowns in snakes. Yeah. <laughs> but that the ending of that scene, um, what I what I will say about this book, as it deals a lot with you know Indy's uh, relationship with his father, um, uh, there's it. I kind of liked that. Uh, it kind of flowed, even though I wasn't a huge fan of the Parallel Delphi, it kind of flowed, like, because, like, it kind of goes into more depth of, like, Indy's and his father's, like, strained relationship, and I won't spoil it because Matthew hasn't read it, mm -hmm. but, um, but Jeremy, I, I know that you'll know that, like, uh, it, you, like, when I was reading it, I was remembering that book, and I kind of thought that it kind of flowed pretty well together. Yeah, it, it was very apparent. So, the the Indiana Jones prequel novels came out in the 90s. They came out after this. This is Robert Gregor's first work with, with Indiana Jones. Um, that, that's one thing he brings in to his novels. The other is the Vision Quest, which I think we should just talk about that now because it's so weird. So I guess at some point, and you got to understand that Indiana Jones had ne never had a break from the age of nine to the age of like 60. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I guess now to the age break. of 80. In yeah. a couple months, it'll be the age of 80, right? 
Yeah, uh, well, I mean, there's nothing. At that point, there's, like, next to nothing between, like, the Indiana Jones and the Army of the Dead and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. There's, like, nothing there. He finally got to take, like, relax. But, like, the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, like, chronicle from him being 9 to 20? And apparently, in the middle of, like, I guess after he was in the First World War and coming home and going to college, he went back to where he lived in Last Crusade and, um, I guess, like, went with the Native American shaman and he fasted for several days until he, like, having a spirit quest. And in the novelization, they say he's 18. It's plausible because he ran away with Pancho Villa when he was 17, 16 or 17, which is not only a young Indiana Jones thing, that's also referenced in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And I just, in later Rob McGregor books, they get a little wishy-washy on when this happened. But in the novelization, he's given an age. And I don't, I don't know if it's a contradiction or not. Yeah, I can't it, recall it's my, age my, It's my one complaint with this book. Yeah. <laughs> I, my mind. <laughs> I agreed with Adam about like, uh, I know you went a little bit further with the relationship with the dad, I guess, being extended in the other material, the further adventures. I I thought the novelization did a fantastic job, like Mm -hmm. getting a closer look at that strained relationship than what we saw in the film. Of course, we knew there were issues, but this really dove into more of like what the result was after that chase scene on the train. He comes in, he's excited. He's got that cross and he's like, Dad, I got to show you something. I got to show you something. His dad's like, go over there and I want you to, what is it like? Count to 20. Yeah. Count to 20 in Greek and then like all these other languages. And it's like his dad just did not care. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like, oh man, poor kid. I know. He had the cross of Connecticut in his hand and he didn't care. You know? <laughs> <laughs> let's just, the let's just call the cross Greek. everything except what it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um, um uh yeah and and that whole the whole thing with the cross it ends up coming back later mm. a few times this is like what like with the previous books like him going after the idol and raiders of the lost ark really isn't brought up again except for belloc shows up and temple of doom there's no once he's done with the the ashes of narachi it's not brought up again but, but in this, it's brought up a few times. And then finally, when they're on the blimp, he and his dad are on the blimp, he, his dad asks about the cross. And he's like, oh, um, I gave it to Marcus. <laughs> and that has the retort of, well, Marcus won't be able to put it in his own museum. Because <laughs> they're always I, like, trying to get the one up on one another. You know, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now that my, I think my favorite part about this novelization like the my favorite addition 
has to do with the cross. Um, because it ties into things later on down the road when we get to figure out who the the main villain really is. And mm-hmm. like he was there was somebody was hired to kill Indiana Jones. And that's how that's how he was able to finally get that cross of um you know, Coronado. Okay. Yeah. So I thought that was a pretty cool tie-in uh, or tie together, however you want to call it, of uh that's why Indiana Jones was able to find this cross years later mm-hmm. and get it so easily. Somebody was trying to to lure him there to kill him in order to get Indiana Jones out of the way so that this search for the uh, Holy Grail can happen. Yes. Or it may not have. It's never... he Indy assumes that that's happening, but it's never confirmed. Right. It's never like a confirmation, but to me, I was happy with it. It was like, it makes... That would make sense. Yes. So I was on I was on Indy's um, line of thought there. Yeah, because it's a whole setup on the boat. We mm-hmm. get we get additional scenes on the boat of him sneaking around. Although he loses the fedora and doesn't get it back, that that was a plot hole. I, I like the mention of Panama Hat. Like that's his name, Panama mm-hmm. Hat. <laughs> Just a mysterious guy. Yeah, I thought that. Um... Honestly, uh, just as a novelization itself, I kind of think Rod McGregor like uh, kind of hit it out of the park because like mm. I kind of feel like it's a good blend of like it follows the film pretty well. There are some changes, and I'll get into that in just a minute. But um, uh, for the most part, like it follows the film pretty well with like a good addition of a decent amount of addition of additional new stuff. But like um, I did notice though, like. Um, that whole scene where, um, like, uh, they find out that Indiana Jones, like, he's really, uh, he goes by Indiana because that was his dog's name. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all, like, laughing at him about it. And, um, like, that happens in the end of the film. Yeah, and but, I think but, it works better in the, at the end of the film. Yeah. In there, But I think it was scripted that way. Yeah. A but, lot of like, the changes in this book... Or deleted scenes that mm-hmm. they filmed and they just didn't work, or they okay. just they never because the the comic book adaptation I actually like looked it up. I don't own the comic book adaptation, but uh, I went on the wiki because there were so many things added. I was like, are there a bunch of deleted scenes? Because unlike Star Wars, where we have almost every deleted scene that was ever made, including like pre-rendered CG stuff that no one cared about like indiana jones with the exception of raiders of the lost ark there aren't available deleted scenes for any even kingdom of the crystal skull doesn't have deleted scenes available um so i i like was scouring the internet last night like trying to trying to figure this out because um well well i'll get into one of them uh, the the World War One flying ace that's drunk on the blimp. Part of that was filmed, and part of it they just decided, eh, I don't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I actually I preferred I, I, for a scene that I prefer in the film over the novelization, the blimp scene, definitely mm-hmm. the film. 
I think it played better on um, on screen. It was a lot. There was a lot going on there that was yeah. unnecessary. Yeah, the the total Han Solo moment when he punches out the uh, that general or whoever he was, um, Colonel. Yeah, I can't think of his name or rank. <laughs> he punches him out and he's like, "No ticket." And everybody's <laughs> like, pulls out their ticket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought a lot of the humor, like. I know, like, uh, like for funny moments, like it's a, uh, like it's it's better to see these in films. But even with the like reading it, I still kind of chuckled. I'm just like <laughs> that was a funny part, um, and like whenever, like Indiana Jones like takes the Lord's name in vain, and then his father just slaps and is like, "That's for yeah. blasphemy." You know, <laughs> I still chuckled at that. Yeah, or um, the Hitler scene. <laughs> yeah, I when I watched the film recently, I still laughed at like he's just <laughs> it's so absurd. Yeah, I think like... it was brilliant. Like, oh, almost, I think like... it's brilliant too. But it's just because you're like, oh crap, how is he going to get out of this one? He just kind of like has his book. <laughs> like, he just <laughs> he takes just it out and signs it, and he's like, there you go. Doesn't even he's... care. Doesn't even pay attention to what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's an additional scene in there that was in the comic that they never filmed where he punches out another Nazi. It's in the novelization, too, where it's like, so the guy's like, why aren't you at your post? It's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I still like the scene where um, Indy and uh, Henry Jones are tied up in the chair and like uh, they're in that little rotating door, and they're like in a room full of Nazis that don't like <laughs> notice them. And then, like Sean Connor, he perfectly delivers. Our situation has not improved. <laughs> yeah. that, to me, it was a total like Scooby Doo type moment. Mm. Oh you yeah, know? no, totally. I call that compensating for Temple of Doom. <laughs> like any of those moments, it feels like, oh. Um, we we were very depressed and unhappy that whole last film. <laughs> Throw some more jokes in. Yeah, Temple of Doom. I it's kind of disappointing because and I because um, James Kahn, who wrote Temple of Doom, also wrote uh, the Return of the Jedi novelization, and I heard that like from Noah that that's actually like one of the like that's. It, it, that's personally one of his favorite books, so mm -hmm. it was a little disappointing. Were you on that one, Adam? Were you on our Temple of Doom? I was on Temple of Doom, yeah. Okay, so we were all three on there. Okay, cool. yeah. I yeah, couldn't remember. Great. I wasn't Cafe. on Rambo. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Were there any Star Wars references? Speaking of Return of the Jedi, were there any Star Wars references in Last Crusade that I may have missed? Um, not well, in the book with the crystal skull, but and in the Temple of Doom, we had the uh cafe Obi Wan, yeah, I think it was called cafe, yeah, something Obi Wan. The nightclub's the, called Obi Wan, yeah. The only um, Star Wars reference was in the film, but that wasn't really technically related to Star Wars, it was the classic Wilhelm scream that's in yes. most of the Star Wars, All of the Lucas every film. Indiana Jones. <laughs> I think it's just Lucasfilm and. Yeah. Projects. They love the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. 
Well, we they all get that Star Wars sound effects in all Indiana Jones movies. What? I did, especially like now that I I know, like I I went to school for this, I can just hear them. It's so clear that Lucasfilm has their own sound effects that they recorded back in the seventies and early eighties, and they don't have to record anything ever again. Yeah, yeah. I want to try to add a uh, a Wilhelm scream somewhere in this video. Or this podcast, just vidcast. insert it. Insert it whenever I uh, mispronounce the actual name of the cross. Okay. The cross of ah. <laughs> 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 ah! Oh man, was there anything? Was there any other scene that you guys thought was um, better in the book than in the film? Well, they explain how they got out of the sewer. Yeah, that was that nice. whole scene was different. I oh, thought that well, was a well, unique. I'll, I'll jump into this because I, I want to lead into that. Um, certain characters, I think, are portrayed better in the novelization than the film. Mm -hmm. Marcus is portrayed more as he acted in Raiders and not like he has dementia like he does in the, the film. That's always kind of bothered me. It's lost in his Marcus own museum. Just seems like a really nice, like cool dude that's kind of a father figure to Indy. And Raiders, and then suddenly in Last Crusade, he's just like dim-witted and just like too much of a bookworm, and like got lost in his own museum. Which I think yeah. they they make that joke in the book, and it doesn't quite work. Yeah, I but he was kind of trying in in the novelization. I, mean, he... I can't quite remember. I remember uh, in the book there was that scene where. Um, uh, Indiana Jones tells his father that he—I uh, don't want to mispronounce the name of that uh, that place Solomon? he visits. No, uh, is that temple? Um, and he's just like, "Oh wait, you found it! Like, you found my notes! Like, you found it!" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "What was it like? Like, there were rats." He's like, "Oh, <laughs> do you guys remember what I'm talking about?" Yeah, yeah. And they, I was I, that in the film because I don't remember it in the film unless I just, just yeah, it's shorter in the film. Okay, because because I, I I did remember like that stood out a little bit to me. It's like I don't remember seeing that unless it just kind of you know just went over my head. Right. Which, yeah. But um, now this book was you know I like I really enjoyed it. Like you know me I think too. it's I think it's like on par with the film. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to. It's not better or worse than the film. It's kind of like equal. Yeah, yeah that's two different beasts. Um, I will say though, um, Elsa Schneider is the other character I think is a lot better in the book. Mm -hmm. She's she's more flirty. You could see the chemistry between her and Indiana Jones, other than physical attraction, like you get right. in the film. And although I didn't care for the whole she was an Olympic swimmer, I thought that was weird and unnecessary. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that's a stretch, but that's just to show that I guess, oh, she's physically fit. Yeah, and, and she can get out of that swimming through sewage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I just want to point out how gross that water is. That has always bothered me. I mean, desperate times call for desperate measures, but that's not only a sewer, but it's got petroleum coming out of it, so yeah. it's extra flammable. 
extra flammable. It's like a bomb under the city. I mean, why like, they, I wouldn't why be. Why would rats be down there with all the petroleum? Oh, yeah, be... What are they eating to survive? <laughs> they're eating the. Uh... They're eating the fish with three eyes that you see from the Simpsons, yeah. you know? Just <laughs> still not on those uh, Crusader bones. <laughs> they're, eating, they're eating moldy cloth. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's always weirded me out. Also, in the book, they don't they do not do the funny gag with the smacking of the, uh, the tile, like in the film. Oh, yeah, with the librarian. Yeah, yeah. it's just like... <laughs> He's just like smacking. He's just like, he, yeah. He thought it was a stamp. He's like, what is going on here? He's like, I don't know my own strength. Yeah, that that if was a goofy was, part. Yeah, if, and uh, while I watched that, I was like, if this was a Marvel film, that would be the Stan Lee cameo right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel also, like the they, stakes they were rail. They'll just landmine that joke. They would take it too far, especially now. But oh yeah. It's the I, perfect I, amount of time. Yeah. I thought the uh, that whole scene, though, they left out that these people were behind them. Mm-hmm. You know, when they were down in the tunnel, we see in the film people following them, them down there mm-hmm. and starting the fire. I liked how it was just kind of left in a mystery, like yeah, the you, tunnel. Yeah, you hear a scuffle, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, and then there's the fire that just out of nowhere, and they're like, what is happening? So I thought that was good. Also, I, it is confirmed that Elsa gets bitten by rats. What a worse... I can't think of very many things that are worse than getting bitten by a rat. In a sewer. In a sewer. And then your arm getting in that sewage. Uh, Infer- infection. Bitten yeah. by a, a tub full of 100,000 snakes. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to sit in a bathtub of peroxide yeah. to clean yourself. That'd be kind of one of those moments if it happened to me. I'd be like, I shall wash, but I shall never be clean again. <laughs> um, I was going to say the, uh, the ending where um, I did notice there was one uh, near the end where uh, they're trying to pick which is the actual Holy Grail. And um, the other guy was like, uh, he, uh, whenever he chooses poorly and, and when he, I liked how his death was, um, I like how that was like written. I mean, sure. Yeah. It, looked, it looked cool in the, in the movie, but like how it was described in the book was like, it wasn't, it didn't like dwell on it. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't go like paragraphs of like his, you know, decaying. It was like handled in like just a few sentences. And I thought that I was like left great. up yeah. to the imagination because probably yeah. they didn't know because that was an early CG of that. Mm-hmm. They didn't know how they were going to do that. Um, I thought that whole scene too, the, um, the stakes felt higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Dad was injured. It felt more. Um, I, was, I felt Damn like it, it was. Just had a bigger impact in the in the book than it did in the film. They did leave out a line though, and I'm actually reading the page right now. Um, it was a line that I actually liked in the movie. It was um, it was where Indiana Jones picks up the uh, the uh, the Grail, and um, he's just like, "Hey, like it kind of like recognizes that like you know the humbleness of Jesus and like like you know the 
like he's like this looks like a the the cup of a carpenter and like oh, and, yeah and, yeah and the, and the other guy was just like oh like this one was like the most elegant cup like this is fitting for the king of kings when just like but like Agreed. you know yeah but it didn't like acknowledge that like you know that jesus was very you know simple but and very humble and you know right. I, I like yeah, the, there was yeah. more emphasis on that in the in the movie. yeah yeah i agree i i had one problem uh with the tank scene the big like building up to the climax of the film i thought that was a little bit hard to follow i'll be honest it, with you it's a little wonky yeah it's a very elongated two chapters I like that they established that that's a World War One tank. Yeah. Because that's not what a Panzer looks like. <laughs> I've seen enough World War Two movies that's not a Panzer. <laughs> and I love they have to trade a car to get it. Like, <laughs> Where would you guys... Uh, what I was wanting to ask... Um, like since we've read all three of the original trilogy novelizations, um, which I don't know, like would we consider these a trilogy? Since you know, it's there's the well, crystal was collected as such. True. Um, I was gonna say, um, would you get? How would you guys compare this to uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? I think it's better. I, I like this one. I think it's significantly better. Um, right, all of these books are good. I mean, um, we learned some stuff we didn't really want to learn about in um, Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. Yeah, thank Lost, you, but... George Lucas. I don't think we expressed that enough in the Raiders paper movies book club, but that's a George Lucas. That was his. He insisted on that. That's that's just so bizarre. Yeah. I want to say that I you see, yeah, Raiders like to say is classic, but I agree. I really did. I think I enjoyed reading this probably about the same amount, but like there were Raiders and the last crusade are like great in their own ways, mm -hmm. except for yeah. that bizarre, except for that bizarre scene, obviously, but you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, that they were just like very pleasant to read. And like I said, they're great examples of novelizations, you know, they don't have to go into too much depth on, other stuff that wasn't in the film, but you know, you don't have to follow the film 100%. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, Lord. Oh. I think that uh, after, re after reading this, of the three that we've done so far, um, Temple of Doom used to be my favorite Indiana Jones story. Really? Um, but after reading this one, I, I like this one. Last well, Crusade, what was I think, the one is... that you guys watched all the time growing up? Raiders. Temple of Doom. And me was Last Crusade. Crusade. Yeah, I've watched Raiders probably a lot more than I did the others. Just because, like, uh, I'd be introducing Indiana Jones to, like, my friends or, like, like or me, when me and my wife were dating, we were like, like, let's have a movie night. Let's watch Raiders, you know? <laughs> hmm. See, I like The Last Crusade <laughs> because, like, it has... <laughs> It has the grail. It it has the funny stuff. Like when I was a little kid, like the I can't tell you how long I would laugh at the uh, the the library scene. Like that, that cracks. That still cracks me up. But um, I can tell all. We can all say Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is not one. 
<laughs> for those find of out you, next uh, month. Yeah, yeah find, find out next. For those of you listening, I kind of want you to encourage you to watch this video because I'm kind of like having a hard time, like not chuckling, like uh, just seeing Jeremy's half of his face, you know, buried behind a mic, a pop filter, and like you just see his eyes and his fedora and everything like that. It's, it's like he's staring into my soul right now. <laughs> it's, just, it's like What's he's staring. <laughs> well, in this case, well, Jeremy, if you're staring at me like that, it's like you chose wisely. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, I do have, do have one more complaint. It's okay. a minor complaint. Why is the night played for jokes in the book? He's like wandering around. Like, are you the one who's gonna take uh, over? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> falling down. He's yeah. like crawling around yeah. on the ground. They played him off as that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they played him off as that guy that's just like he's waiting for the next shift to come in or something like that. Yeah, poor old guy. He's just like, are, are you gonna relieve me of my duty? No, not me. Yeah, he was just like, well, can I at least you know, like, go to the restroom for five minutes? You know? So it's like I was hoping that there would be closure and like you'd actually see the roof cave in on him. So he's like, he's gone. But, but no, the, but, he's just yes. like. I will say like, the, part, the part that like really got me laughing a little bit though with that was he walks up to Sala. He says, oh, good night. And then Sala says, good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was good. I don't know. <coughs> oh man, no, that was good. But poor Sala gets beaten up in this book. He does. He had a better introduction in the book than he did the film. I thought. Yeah. Well, they filmed it like that, but the, they couldn't actually get the camel to spit on anyone. <laughs> I think. I think, and that's because there's stills from that um, that I saw on the internet. Of him trying to wrestle the camel. Which is a little different. And, and Marcus isn't confused. He's a little out of his element. And he's worried for the Joneses. But he's not like lost and asking everyone if they speak English. He's not like a Mr. Magoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I kind of got the vibe that it was more like uh, it was from another novelization that we read. Hook Toodles. Like he's just like uh, he's like lost, lost, lost. Like he wasn't like that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's not toodles. Yeah, and like you mentioned the be at the top um, about the endings being abrupt. I mean, this book ends exactly like the film. They just get on horses and just ride on into the sunset. <laughs> like, where are you going? The difference is there's a there's good closure between Henry and Indy. Mm-hmm, in the yeah. movie, that really isn't necessarily in the book, because they move they move the uh, the junior explanation to earlier on, which it's it's nice to have that and like like after the whole tank thing, but like at the same time, works better at the very end of the film. Yeah, I will say that that part was like it was a little weird because like. It happened like literally after everybody thought that Indy was dead. Yeah, and, and also thought, Indy lost his pants. This is true. So is he just wandering around? The last scene of this, according to the novelization, no, he gets he finds another pair of pants that miraculously fit. Oh yeah, like a uniform, right? From a yeah, from a Nazi. 
It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the seventies Incredible Hulk. After he turns into the turns back from the Hulk, he always finds clothes that you know fit. that miraculously fit from like laundry lines or something like that. Yeah, it's it's not like the Ang Lee Hulk where Ang Lee wanted him to be naked. <laughs> Maybe someday we'll review the novelization to Ang Lee's The Hulk. Maybe. I- That'll be when I retire from paper movies. (laughs) Hey, I actually saw that book at the comic book store the other day. I own that book. Oh, you do? I think think we all do. Yeah, I got it in a lot of a bunch of other books. I was like, oh. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Watch, we read it, and it actually turns out to be a masterpiece. (laughs) That was the first time I think I was ever embarrassed watching a movie. (laughs) I was watching that. I I was like... Eight, I think seven or eight, and I was like, I don't want to be here. Actually, I don't think I have it. Oh my! Why do I have it? I don't have it. <laughs> They're all in medical order behind me. So, well, hey Matthew, I know what I'm getting you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that and a copy of Catwoman. Oh yeah, I already got him that. He needs another copy. Well. Thankfully, I haven't found Zardoz yet, or you know. <laughs> I've been looking for you, Adam. I've been looking for you. Yeah, so, so have I. <clears throat> hey, so that was short. Overall, <laughs> I think I enjoyed this novelization just as much as the film. Me too. Same. Yeah. I think there's a, a good a good balance of emotional scenes. The the comedy, mm-hmm. same funny in the book, funny in the film. Um. There's additional yeah. scenes that are yeah. are fun. I don't want to spoil all of them. You also check it out. Yeah, so I recommend this book to people that want to read it. Um, Absolutely. Novelizations. Same here. You guys um, want to give it a rating? Yeah. I'll a. Go Adam, for it. what do you want? What's your oh. rating, Adam? A. A? Jeremy? I'll give it a six out of five. Oh. I give it six an A. Five stars. Highly recommend this. It's well worth your time. Yeah. Put a smile on my face every time, and that's all I can ask for with a book. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's good that we're you know doing this because next month you know be prepared for something completely different. Yeah. <laughs> well, Matthew, what do you call this? What were you rating? Uh, an A. Okay. Indiana Jones gets an A from me. All right. Well worth your time. This yeah. might be the be- one of the best ranked paper movies book clubs we've done in a while. We need to seriously just create a stamp, like paper movies seal of approval. Stamp of approval. Yeah, seriously. Well, then- better yet, we should get a publisher to put that seal on their books. Well, I was going to say, awesome. like, we should just buy copies, put that stamp in there, and just, like, donate them to, like, Goodwill or something like that. Yeah. yeah I'm thinking, like, like, I would love to get some little stickers, you know, and just little round stickers, like our logo, and just go, just put them on books that we approve, you know, like Paper Movies Novelization Book Club. We're, like, on the inside, so bookstores can't be like, who's doing that? People <laughs> get home, they're looking, like, who's Paper Movies? Alright. So... Well, but anyway, anyway, well worth your time. And yeah. um, next week, next week, next month, <laughs> next month book club 
Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull by James Rollins. There will be no appearance of the cross of the corn dog, you know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining what the cross of a corn dog would <laughs> That's the best way to end this podcast, right? Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Stay Gucci, everyone.